It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Wednesday afternoon, welcome in. It's a record-setting day in the Black Hills. Is that right? Hitting 70 on December 1st? That might just be the case. We always know it's always a great day in the Black Hills. Welcome in. Hope you're having a solid one. Wednesday hitter ready to roll from our downtown studio. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show stepping in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. They've been here since 1976. Now they've grown to provide the best orthopedic care in the region. When it comes to orthopedic care and staying in the game with your active lifestyle, choose the expert team to get you in the game. BHOSC.com. Learn more there. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center now with urgent care as well. Black Hills Ortho, the right choice since 1976. Learn more, bhosc.com. On the Wednesday show, thought-provoking sports talk across the board. It'll be interesting today. We have Dan Swartos dropping by, South Dakota High School Activities Association Executive Director. So interesting things I want to discuss with Dan. Appreciate him coming on, mainly about high school football. There might be more teams that have to reclassify. What does that mean? More teams moving up or down when it comes to high school football classification. We just saw a couple of uh, a few teams move this last run, and they might be doing it again uh, with some teams. So we'll get the latest. Uh, Dan Suartos, executive director, live from Pier of the Activities Association. Also, Rapid City Rush get a win last night. Kansas City four to two. Head coach of the Rush, Scott Burt, on tonight as they get set for Tulsa on the road tomorrow. Scott Burt drops by uh, with a Rush review. NFL analyst, SB Nation national writer Jason Hershorn one of our favorites. He's in. Um, And John Bryce tonight, college football writer who's been all over this Brian Kelly story and and really a lot of these coaching stories. John Bryce, plugged in, footballscoop.com, national college football writer. So we got you covered from one end to the next and got a couple of questions of the day we're going to throw out. So we'll have some fun here. Join the program at 720-1067. Rapid City's only call-in show will get you on 720-1067. 1067 and the Barron's Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show, your take, your answers to the question of the day, all of the above. 720-1067. That number, the Barron's Wilson listener text line. All right, we got to start with this. Got to start with this because I don't think a lot of people are fully aware of what's happening in Major League Baseball. Why? It's kind of on the back burner. Major League Baseball takes a seat behind the NFL, behind college football. I would even tell you behind the NBA uh, to an extent. I really would nationally. Now, I know there's a lot of baseball fans that I talk to on a regular basis here. We talk more baseball probably than most shows. We do a 
uh, show that hits national, regional, local topics, and, and we talk a lot of baseball from national to local. So I don't know if everybody's quite plugged in on the Major League Baseball scenario, which is what? Today's the day. Tonight is the night. This uh, lockout is going to happen. This lockout's going to happen. You just heard it on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Players Association and Major League Baseball stepping into the meeting room today. Seven minutes. Wow. What a <laughs> seven minutes. And uh, they didn't say much, apparently. And that means the lockout's coming. The deadline, they could work all the way till midnight tonight. They could have worked all the way till midnight. So what does that tell us? Just, just off the surface, there's a lot of issues when it comes to the owners and the Major League Baseball Players Association. So here we go. We talked about this months and months ago as COVID got started. Well, that's like uh, over a year ago now. It's just crazy. Um, they were arguing about the COVID baseball season. And a lot of people say, oh, don't, uh, you know, pour gas on the fire there. It's, it's going to be okay. No, it, it, you could tell back then there was a lot of disagreements and the players think they're getting shortchanged and the owners think, nah, we don't want to give the players any leverage. We don't want to give the players any leverage. We've had a good situation going on here. So baseball is on the verge of their first work stoppage. I, I, I will say it's a lockout. I know the season's not happening yet. There's still some time, but they are far apart on quite a few things. But I'm going to dig a little bit. I want baseball fans and actually sports fans to know a couple of the major things I think that are the sticking points. I think from all of the um, work that I've read through and the baseball guys I've talked to, um, and a couple of things that you may not know about Major League Baseball. Why are they at this point? Why are they at this point? First, I'll ask you the question of the day as I start this Wednesday. Um, if we see a Major League Baseball lockout go into the work stoppage, meaning no baseball, we saw that in 1994. We saw that in 1994. They quit in August. Remember that? All the way back, 1994. Quit in August and then started late in 95. Um, if we see the Major League Baseball lockout go into the season, what do you think people will think? They won't miss it much or it's really bad for the sport? I, I just wonder where baseball lands. Um, to me, to me. When you start a baseball season, opening day gets people's attention, right? We have new players in new places. It's always our team has the shot this year. If you're a baseball fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's a fresh year for the Twins. It's a new year for my Cubbies. Whoever it may be, wherever you land, there's always optimism. Fresh, it's springtime. We're getting closer to summer. Baseball's back and people are happy. If we just just think about this, you get into April, you get in April, no baseball, no baseball. What do you think people are going to think? Where, where are they going to be at? They won't really miss it. And by the way, this is kind of a, um, giving me a sign of, of what I think people uh, may think about baseball. People won't miss it or it's going to be really bad for the sport. Actually, tough for that sport to uh, get back in people's routine, get back on people's radar. Here's the early results. Early results. Nate Brown show question of the day. Let me know. Uh, Major League Baseball, if we have a lockout, a start of the season. Okay? I'm not talking spring training. Okay? I, I think 
you know, we'll, we'll see. People don't follow that closely unless you love going to Arizona, Florida, getting in the warm weather, watching spring training, which is fun, by the way. 59% of the audience right now says it's really bad for baseball. You go lockout, you start missing games. 59%. 41% many people won't miss it. Many people won't miss it. So is it the simple fact that the diehards or the the ultra baseball fans will be the only ones that care come April time? I don't think so. You know why? Because during that time, March Madness is in the bag. Okay, March Madness is in the bag. The NBA hasn't really cranked up the playoffs yet. Major League Baseball has a little window at the start. They get forgotten about later, actually. You get in the dog days of August and football gets going. Baseball has a little window of interest. May, you're going to follow it. Is my team really good? Are they not? They're off to a good start. There's that window that I think people do get a little bit engaged on early on. It's different than later in the season when your team stinks, you're out of it, you stop following it, you get busy with school, you're back to it, the whole thing. There's a window in there, and if you're not playing baseball, you know what's going to happen. I'll be hitting it here, and I'm not the only one. So you're going to hear baseball being talked about how? Negatively. The negative impact, and over and over, the owners bickering with the players, and they can't get along. Baseball can't get it figured out. You know, baseball has this issue anyway. I talk some baseball on the show. I like talking uh, to baseball fans that text in, call in. Baseball has this issue. What is it? Can't get out of our own way. We can't agree on the baseballs. Can't agree on the set of rules. We don't want too many uh, new things, but we don't want to be stuck in the mud and stay old school. It's always something with baseball. Are they cheating? Are they stealing signals? What's going on? There's always something with baseball. And if this happens, the lockout scenario, which is going to happen tonight, we'll forget about it here during winter. We'll all hunker down and have a you know South Dakota winter as we do and follow into the Super Bowl and then get into the basketball thing and the whole thing. But if they don't get it figured out by baseball time, I think it hurts them. I think it hurts them. I don't, I'm not going to say people are, oh, okay, we're done watching. No, they'll always come back. There will be some fans that will always come back. I wonder where they land because once you get out of a routine, I've seen this with COVID. People, we got out of our routines. I used to watch this or I used to do that. You saw the numbers fall in certain categories with sports that are in high demand, in high demand. If you get out of routine, you have a little negative aspect because you hear baseball owners are arguing about this and this. I think it hurts them. I think it hurts them more than they think. Now, let me let me tell you what the argument's over. And I think some information that that you may not know. So the owners, they've had this deal in place for a long time where they get to have young guys play for a lot less money. It's a wild system. It's a wild system. The service time, the whole thing, it's a wild system. The younger guys coming up, they're they're good, right? And some of these young guys are really good. And I know it takes a while for some of them to develop, but they've had this system in baseball. I can have stars like Chris Bryant of the Cubs. I got him. I drafted him in the top five. Uh, he's a star, 
and I can pay him not much, and he's a major impact player for the Cubbies as we go on and win a World Series. We can hang on to him. We don't have to give him that big salary, okay? A lot different than most of the sports. A lot different. Then the baseball player says, well, I've proven myself, and now I'm hitting that free agent time, and now I'm going to get paid, and guess what? Only a handful, only a handful get the big dollars. It seems like all this money's floating around. I've been telling you, the contracts are, are very big. You're just checking it. But it's only a select number of guys. Look at how many baseball players there are. The middle-class players of baseball, the guys that really do make an impact, their salaries really haven't grown with the times. The owners have had an advantage. Young guys that make an impact, we get them for cheap. A lot cheaper than even the NFL rookies. You know, it's, it's the same thing, somewhat. NFL rookie contracts are short. You get an impact with them. But then more of the NFL players get paid. There's a select handful of Major League Baseball players that are getting the 175, the 250, the 325. As a matter of fact, look at these numbers. This surprised me today. And this should tell you when we go into this Major League Baseball lockout, you should know this. You should know this. The average salaries in Major League Baseball peaked in 2017. So I want you to know that. Average salaries, that's that's across the board. We're talking the middle class players. See how I, I have upper class, middle class, and then you got the young guys on, on the service time, the rookie deals. The average salaries in Major League Baseball to the players peaked in 2017. And the average salaries, average across the board, have fallen since. They've fallen since. It doesn't seem that way because there's some major dollars flying around to Corey Seager, $325 million. That's, a, that's an anomaly. That's a one, that's a one, two, three. That's a Bryce Harper, a Machado, a Seeger, a Mike Trout. There, there's the guys. But you heard this. At the start of this past season, average salaries were down six and a half percent. Average salaries were down six and a half percent. Nobody's starving. Don't get me wrong. I'm just bringing you inside the negotiations today where the players say, we got to get some of this $10 billion in revenue. There's $10 billion a year in revenue. we got to get more of it, and we got to see how it's distributed because there's guys that aren't getting enough early, and then there's a select handful that are getting a ton when they're 38, 30, uh, 37, 38. It's out of balance, and the owners, I think, like the scenario right now. This might be a bad deal, folks. Yeah, they're, a, they're far apart from what I see. This is some big changes, potentially. Um, thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up? Well, I want to go a little different direction here. I think what they're paying these minor league people is atrocious. I mean, these ki- these people are starving to death. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely league. right. Absolutely I don't know right. What making. I had two nephews that played minor league ball for four or five years, and Maybe they got a little bit of a raise. This was, you know, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. Those guys would make twenty five hundred dollars a month, and they have to pay rent in their home city. Obviously, their their expenses are covered when they're traveling. You know, their meals, but they travel by bus. They don't fly anywhere. 
but when they're at home, they got to live. You know, they got you know other expenses, you know, bills. That's the, that's the other side of this. Um, yeah. I mean, some of these guys that are in the minors, they don't get paid at all, and then and then some of them get brought up. And they say, hey, we, we like this. I mean, there, there's some really stars that come out of the minor leagues, is what I'm telling you. And they come out, and they're not getting paid hardly anything. They got a signing bonus once, and that's about it. Well, one nephew that got taken up at the end of the season, you know, the last several weeks they don't have any roster um, maximum, so they can take up as many minor leaguers as they want. And he ended up, up with the Phillies for several weeks at the end of the season. In fact, got a World Series ring because mm. he ended up being a bullpen catcher and throwing BP and things like that. But had to pay and his dues, made, right? Yeah, he said he made more money in that three or four weeks with the <laughs> Phillies than he made in his whole minor league career. How about that? And, you know, a lot of those guys are living with four guys to an apartment because, you know, they're only making 2500 a month. Well, it's you the know, grinder. Imagine if you're married. How do you – your wife – no, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. By the way, it's it, atrocious. If we don't have baseball in the spring, what say you? Where Where are you at? Well, I guess we'll have um, indoor football here. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. There you go. I, I do think people are going to go every which way. Normally, that's kind of the hook. Opening day, kind of kind of a thing for baseball. Sometimes opening days bigger than than other uh, playoff games. Even it's interesting. I personally, I personally think there's too many games on TV right now, and that's what's what's killing the uh, viewership too. Is you know there's games all over the networks. And no, there's I, too many games and overall. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thanks for getting in. Appreciate it. Um, I, I got to tell you, there, there's a couple of things here. A couple of things that that may surprise you. Average salaries down. Okay, average salaries down. And guess what? The players are saying today profits are divorced from teams winning. Normally you want to win and your profits are going to go up and up and up. Guess what? Many of the owners, many of the owners have figured out it doesn't matter if you win. (laughs) There's more and more owners that you don't have to win and your profits are still in good shape. Okay, that you know you could think about all of these things. Well, we're gonna we're gonna build here from from the ground up, and boy, it's uh, interesting. You get some of the best years of players at a deep discount. It's really interesting. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Well, until you said that last thing, I thought I had the answer to this. Oh, what do you and got? You as a, okay, you as a sports fan, tell me. I think all sports fans would like to see more incentive-based bonuses so if you perform you get paid if you don't perform you don't yeah and what, I'd, I mean, like, I'd be with that i'd be with that everybody thinks that's a pretty decent idea to begin with i do think that one of the problems there that you didn't mention the when you start guys out at a really you know really low salary then that's good for a team like the twins or teams that uh tampa bay the ones that can't afford the big uh salary across the board, so they have a star or two, and then they've got a bunch of players that don't make so much. Yes, yes. Those they can, you know, for three or four years, if they sign them for a three-, four-year contract, they basically become a minor league team for the Yankees. 
when this guy in the third or fourth year, he starts to really blossom. Right, right. The Yankees come along and say, uh, back the Brinks truck up. Here's $200 million. Come play for us for 10, 12 years. Correct. And then those organizations that had them, they don't have them. Have and, to start and, over. and some people could say you could blame those organizations. Hey, you got to pay them. You got to pay them. But if you went with a little bit more than what they're making now, get it, get it up a little bit more fair than it's at. But then with, say, you've got a young rookie, you make the team, you make the squad, you hit 20 home runs in a season. You, if you hit the 20 mark, you get X bonus, uh, $100,000, $200,000 bonus for 20 home runs. I'd be it's with good that. good for the team yeah, if, I'd be if with they that. do that. So By the way, I don't the think twins, the manager's... The Twins just kind of did something along those lines with Buxton. I mean, it's a pretty big deal, but it's a lot of bonuses. A lot of but bonuses. But it should be across the board in the CBA that it, that all these players, it's like you come in at, if you're going to make it a thing where they come in at X dollars, that's fine, but if you're the guy, you know, if if three rookies come in and one hits 30 home runs and one hits 10 and one hits five, the guy at 30 gets a bigger bonus, and you start realizing uh, we already paid him this much. Maybe we should do the contract before the Yankees bring the Brinks truck. Yeah, I, I, I'd be with that. I appreciate it. That's a good thought. Yep. I'd be with that. I'd be with that. I mean, fans like bonuses because why? Players are performing. It's performance-based. So there's got to be some negotiation there. A lot of the young players right now, they're not getting paid as much, right? Some of their best years that are at a deep discount. Uh, Pete Alonso, a great example with the Mets, made more money at the home run derby than he did in his contract for the Mets. <laughs> you know, so he was a performer. No bonus structure to really make it count for those young guys. That's, that's just one of the aspects of this. The players want more than $10 billion a year. How do you get there? It is really, really tough. I think the owners are going to make it tough. Why did they walk out today? Seven minutes. Seven minutes today. The deadline's midnight tonight. They spent. They went in the room today. Uh, they went in there yesterday, a little bit longer. Today, seven minutes. Why? The owners want this today. What can the owners do? They can really screw it to the players right now. I mean, they can put the screws to them, meaning, okay, let's uh, see. You guys don't want uh, any money these days? Not a lot of guys are going to get paid here. Not a lot of guys are going to get paid. Hey, how about these other free agents? Some of them have signed, but there's a lot of them still out there. You know what happens when they lock out tonight? It's a fr- uh, transaction freeze, they call it. A transaction freeze. No movement, no nothing. So the owners are saying, if you want to keep things going for the players and, and hey, if you guys kind of want to get paid, you want to have uh, new deals for the free agents that are out there, you better start making some moves. This might be a, this might be something. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to go. Tracy Ringlesby last night, Major League Baseball writer, um, said he, he thinks it might go into the season. It might go into the season. I think that's a bad, bad thing for a sport that always has a negative undertone about this and that and this. I, I, I don't like it. Listener text, this lockout's um, always in the owner's favor, but if the players can change the economics of the game, the sport could get more interesting. Currently, the contracts are about home runs. It doesn't reward little things. Um Listener text, baseball in March and April is the early hook for the fans to see how their teams are going to be. If it's not around, people will watch other sports, hockey, basketball, 
it could take an entire season or more before the casual fan comes back to baseball. Hmm. Not good. Doesn't look good right now. Doesn't look good right now. That's something that slapped me across the face. You know, I'm looking into this saying the median salaries have fallen off. The median salaries have fallen off down 30% from 2015. Okay? That's the Major League Baseball, quote-unquote, middle class. There's the big dog contracts from uh, select teams. Then there's the rookie deals. Don't cost you anything at all. And then the owners don't have to pay some of the key contributors right in the middle of the road. Right in the middle of the road. How about that? Something that uh, I think a lot of people didn't know. Players, they're making all this money. They are, but it's all relative. So, so I'm telling you, their numbers have gone down for a majority of the players. That's, that's a big issue. Coming right back with Dan Swartos. Let's switch gears. South Dakota High School Activities Association, Executive Director. A lot to talk about with high school football classification. Are other teams going to move up and down again based on enrollment numbers? Will they ever look at a competitive factor? How many wins or losses a team has to move them up and down with competition level? We'll talk to Dan Swartos next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit bhfcu.com to learn more about how you can join. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm. Someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Sturdivance as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivance store near you. S-T-U-R-D-V, A-N-T-S, come and see Sturdivance. Has it Sturdivance? Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. A couple of questions of the day dealing with Major League Baseball. I wanted to throw it out to the audience because my thought is we got to have the owners of Major League Baseball pay a minimum amount to level the playing field each year in payroll. We got to have a salary floor, is what they would call that. Uh, Max Scherzer goes to the Mets. He's going to get paid forty-three million a year. The Pittsburgh Pirates payroll next year is forty million. <laughs> That's absurd. We got to have a uh, a level playing field. I don't know what that number is. What is it? Sixty million? Seventy-five million? I think the Orioles and Pirates and those guys would be okay. I think they'd be okay. But right now, they can still make money. They don't have to win. Nobody cares. Um, what, what do you think? Should MLB mandate all owners spend a certain amount on payroll every year? 70% of you say yes. Got to level the playing field. 70%, 30% checking in no to each their own when it comes to the owners. Oh, can't have it. Not in competitive sports. Um, here's Dan Swartos. South Dakota High School Activities Association Executive Director. And he's back on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Dan, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time. I, I saw this note come out of the Football Advisory Committee, um, and I wanted to talk a little football with you. Before I get there, I want to ask you, what's the reaction around the state to the new Summit Arena? The volleyball tournament happened here in Rapid City. Uh, I, I felt like it was, it was well-received. And uh, what was the reaction around the state to the first high school event in the new facility? The reaction's been great. It's a fantastic facility. We had our all-state chorus and orchestra there uh, the week prior, or two weeks prior. Excuse me, um, and then we had our volleyball there for the. So we had the first event that's ever been held there, and then the first athletic event held there. And and you know Jane at the monument does a great job. She's excellent to work with, and and her team there. And then you know Jordan and Jared at Central and Stevens, they do a great job helping us out with that. Um, but it, it's a it's a fantastic facility. It's going to serve Rapid City very well. And I heard nothing but compliments about it. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I really did. People said, man, I loved it. I uh, loved having that volleyball tournament there um, at the new Summit Arena. That's good stuff. So let me ask you about this on the football side. Football Advisory Committee for High School meets. And you can tell me where this is going to go, potentially. There may be another reclassification, meaning what? Some teams, based on their enrollment, may have to move up or down. Are we going to look at that again? No, there was some talk about making the top three, just making them 10 and 10, and then maybe 20 and 11A. Um, there's some concern with the AA teams going up to play the AAA teams. Um, but there wasn't any recommendation put forward by the committee for any classification changes. Okay. There's something we'll continue to look at moving forward, but I don't think there's any there'll be any changes for this upcoming cycle. Okay, so so no changes, but it was it was uh, discussed. Why does that keep getting discussed, Dan? In your assessment? Well, I mean, it's different things for different for different people. Um, you know, um, uh, the main reason it was discussed this time was that if you put ten ten teams up there in the top. They've got a nine-game season. You close that schedule off, and none of the double-A teams have to play any of the triple-A teams. And if you do the same in double-A, then they're locked in as well. But then that that has some impacts on 
uh, Douglas, Spearfish, Sturgis, who are in that Black Hills Conference, and actually play some 11B teams. They play St. Thomas More and Belfouche and some some other teams in that Black Hills Conference out there. Uh, so that would impact them quite a bit. They'd be locked into that full double A schedule, which which probably isn't the, the best thing for them right now. So um, I understand that. You know, the, the probably the biggest thing that'll happen here in the next two years is that uh, right now we've got 59 teams playing nine-man football, okay. and uh, if you get below that 64 number for two classification cycles in a row, then it automatically goes down to two classifications. So I would anticipate we'll be below that number. Um, and when we added the third class of nine-man football, there was 90 teams in, in nine-man football, and there's 59 right now. So I would guess after this next cycle, uh, we'll be down to six classes with two classes of nine men. Uh, it's essentially you'd be splitting the 9A in half by enrollment, and top half of 9A would, would join 9AA, and the bottom half of 9A would, would combine with 9B. Um, so that's probably the biggest one that will come out of it. There's always suggestions on, on tinkering with, with that a little bit, but I don't think there'll be any wholesale changes for this next go-around. Dan Swartos on just at a football advisory committee meeting for the High School Activities Association, executive director uh, live from Pierre. If there was a, if there was another team there in the big school class in AAA, how how would that have been determined? Just strictly enrollment? Who who would have that been? Enrollment, enrollment, and I think by enrollment it would be. Well, we haven't gotten our new numbers, but based on last year's numbers, it would be. Let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, I think it'd be Aberdeen. Okay, okay. Because Aberdeen just uh, dropped down see. to double A. I mean, they, Aberdeen and Watertown just dropped Correct. down to double A. So, uh, so they. Correct. So we did the tops, excuse me, the top seven plus O'Gorman are triple A. And so that's Sioux Falls, Roosevelt, Lincoln Central, or sorry, excuse me, top eight plus O'Gorman. Yep. Uh, so it's uh, four Sioux Falls schools, O'Gorman, uh, then the two Sioux. Uh, Rapid City Schools plus Brandon Valley and Harrisburg. And Harrisburg had, uh, it would have been Aberdeen Central, but Harrisburg had more boys than Aberdeen on this last count. Did the AAA coaches want this? Did they want 10 up there? Or who wants um, it? I, I don't think the AAA coaches really really care. I think it was more the AA. You know, you had Mitchell playing uh, like a, a, I can't remember who they played, but they played a like a Roosevelt, I think, this year. Yeah, yeah, Pierre uh, played Harrisburg. Like, Pierre played Harrisburg, yeah. right? And Huron played, Huron played uh, O'Gorman. We kind of did that by enrollment as well. The largest AA school played the largest uh, AAA school. So I think Aberdeen played Roosevelt, Watertown played Lincoln, um, and, and on down the line. So, and some of those smaller AA schools, um, you know, here on Sturgis, Douglas Mitchell, um, they're sitting there with, you know, 293 students for Spearfish, and they're playing. Um, I, I don't know if Spearfish played a AAA team, but like uh, uh, Mitchell, if say they're playing uh, Stevens or somebody, it's uh, 350 kids, and they're playing schools with 750, 800 boys. Um, so I, that was the major push was if you if you lock in, if you do 10 in AAA, you do 10 in AA, and then you do like 20 in 11A, then they're all locked in and you don't have any cross, 
you don't have any cross-classification um, scheduling. Right. Their, their schedules are just set because they've got nine games, and if you put them in groups of ten, then it's just a round-robin and playoffs are easier. Um, but they're that didn't get advanced out of committee. Okay, let me ask you this. Dan Swartos on a couple more. I'll let him run. Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association. We don't have the new enrollment numbers yet. Do you expect any changes with AAA, AA with enrollment numbers at, at certain schools? I don't think so. You know, the last time Harrisburg was bigger uh, than Aberdeen Central by two, it was 1,032 to 1,030. And on the boys' count, 5'11 to 5'10, uh, I think Harrisburg has grown again. So that gap would probably widen. Um, and um, Brandon Valley actually had fewer total ADM, but they had 40 more boys than Aberdeen did. And they're probably growing at a, at a higher rate than Aberdeen as well. So I don't think there'll be much for change in that top top classification. Um, let me ask you, I've talked to coaches, and, and you've heard about this. I wonder if anybody's discussing a success factor with teams that have dominated. Um, doesn't matter with enrollment. It seems like they've just dominated. Um, would that ever be implemented in South Dakota? North Dakota just put it in this year. Yeah, we actually, I, uh, I, I went through North Dakota's uh, success factor in their their rule for opting down at this football advisory and okay. football coaches were pretty receptive to that. Um, I don't think it's probably something that's going to take a little while to get in there is the first look that they had on it. But uh, I, I like what uh, North Dakota did. I think it's it's based on a lot of, of what uh, um, Indiana has. Um, and I think it would make sense. So I went through for the last four years across our our divisions from 9B all the way up through AAA and uh, using that same point system that they use. And if you accumulate 12 points, you get moved up. Um, and it, it would have impacted uh, Canastota Freeman in 9-man, in but that we'd have to work because we have the three classes of 9-man and they only have one class. I don't know if they would move a team from 9-man to 11-man. Right, um, right, and and Canastota has moved across those classifications as they went. Um, in eleven man uh, winner in Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan, uh, it would impact them. They've essentially played each other in the finals for the last four years. Um, Canton, but they've moved up throughout that four years from eleven B to eleven A, so that wouldn't impact them. Uh, T's in the same boat uh, because they've moved up to double A throughout this. Uh, and then Pierre, of course, uh, uh, would it would impact. So really, when you look at it, it would really probably only impact three, which would be Winter, Bridgewater, Emory, and Pierre, based on the last four years. Interesting. Um, that's a handful. Just a handful. Uh, it'll be interesting. Will this be uh, discussed moving forward at more meetings? Do you believe? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll I think we'll talk through it with our athletic directors at our fall meeting this year and then probably bring it, bring it back for a more serious discussion with our football advisory next year. Uh, you know, it's, we wouldn't have time to implement it for this upcoming um, this upcoming classification cycle, but it might be something that they look at uh, for, the, for the next one coming down the road here. Great information. So looking at both, both of those things, and then we're also looking at an, an, 
uh, free and reduced lunch multiplier. Okay. Uh, okay. That would reduce your enrollment count by up to 30% based on your free and reduced, your, the number of students who qualify for free and reduced lunch within your district. Um, North Dakota has something like that. Minnesota has something like that as well. Um, there's a lot of different multipliers that are out there that states use. Um, a lot of them are, uh, some of them are sort of uh, ways to move the private schools up without calling it a private school <laughs> multiplier. Right, right. Uh, I know Georgia counts every open enrolled student as three. And uh, essentially in their private schools, they're all open enrolled students, so they triple all of their private school enrollments for classification. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we would need to do that there. You know, old Gorman already opts up, so it's not really an issue. They're already in our highest classification. And, uh, you know, uh, St. Thomas More, Rapid City Christian, um, Sioux Falls Christian, That it doesn't seem to be as big of an issue as what you see in other states with some of those private schools really dominating. So. Well, that's something really interesting to me, and I'm and I'm glad you guys are discussing it. Dan Swartos putting yeah. in some good work. Um, Executive Director, South Dakota High School Activities Association, talking a little bit of football here. Dan, thanks for the time. Always appreciate the insight. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime. Take care. All right. Dan Swartos tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Interesting information. South Dakota High School Activities Association Executive Director uh, here on the Nate Brown Show. Wow, that's interesting. I wonder if, uh, you know, they, they say they're going to keep on discussing the success factor. They brought it up at the Football Advisory Committee meeting last week. Let me know if you want me to be a guest speaker. No, <laughs> I'm just having fun. Um, very interesting. I appreciate that. Let's go NFL. Let's go NFL right now. Jason Hershorn, NFL analyst, national writer, SB Nation, live from L.A. next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, summitautogrp.com. 
Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Wednesday. Thanks for being a part of the show. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City right here, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. You got us on the radio and also right there on your phone at Nate Brown Show. If you're on Twitter, good spot to watch the show live weekdays 4 to 6 at Nate Brown Show. Bring us up on YouTube on your computer, phone, smart TV, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate it. All the shows are there live and archived. Jason Hershorn's live. NFL writer, SB Nation. Find him at by underscore JBH. One of the better NFL guys out there. Really appreciate his time. Jason, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. So I got a tough question right out of the gate. Yesterday I said, I can't really pick my number one team in the Nate Brown Show power rankings in the NFL. I, I, I have a hard time picking the number one team. If I ask Jason Hershorn today, who is the number one team? Well, if you give me a few caveats, I do think I can provide an answer here. And that is, if we assume that at least some of those injured superstars for the Green Bay Packers are going to return later in this month and will be ready for the playoffs, I think that is the team. The Packers are without and have been without the entire season all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari. They have been essentially without the whole season. Darius Smith, a pro bowl edge rusher. And they also have, for the most part, been without an all-pro caliber corner in Jair Alexander. If they get those guys back, even if some of them aren't going to be able to play at the, you know, their top level because of the injuries they're dealing with, that reinforces a team that already might be the best in that conference. Aaron Rodgers is playing maybe not last year's level, but it still might be at an MVP caliber level. The offense, when you strip away that really weird week one result, has been statistically the most effective in the NFL. And the defense, while not absolutely great, it has really come around the last month and change. So you look at it all together. And that looks like the closest thing we have to a dominant team in the NFL as we move into December. Okay, so I, I got some Green Bay votes. I got some Green Bay votes. So you're going to give it a little bit of an endorsement there. I'm going to shift uh, to this team in the NFC North. A lot of Vikings fans around here, Jason. They're 5-6, and six, lost at the 49ers, just been up and down. Are the Minnesota Vikings up NFC playoff team? There's openings there. I mean, it's going to be a lower seed. But are the Vikings a playoff team? Well, we currently have the Washington football team in a playoff spot. So if they're able to make it, and obviously a lot is going to change between now and the end of the season, you certainly cannot rule out Minnesota. That offense has been very, very efficient. I I know they have concerns right now without Dalvin Cook, who's going to miss probably this weekend's game, maybe another game or more after that. But even without Dalvin Cook, it is still an effective passing game, an effective overall offense because of what they do with Justin Jefferson. I don't know if there's going to be a huge, huge drop-off to Alexander Madison. He's not as good as Dalvin Cook, but the scheme is sound enough they can get enough out of him that I don't think that's going to ultimately sink them. Now, that defense... 
has also been pretty steady. I think, especially with some of those guys coming back the last few weeks, that's going to be something that's going to be able to keep them in the hunt. But, again, sometimes you just have off games. We kind of saw it this past week when they played the 49ers. The 49ers did not play their best game if they were able to win. So Minnesota is going to deal with that for the rest of the season. They have a tough schedule. They're going to play Green Bay again. That does not bode well for them, even though they won the first matchup. And I think there's a strong chance that they're going to slip in there at the end, but I don't have a strong connection because, as you put it, there are just so many – Good but not great teams right in the middle of the NFC. Jason Hershorn, NFL writer, SB Nation. Find him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. I want to go to uh, the Cardinals. You didn't throw the Cardinals in there. Some people are saying that is the number one team when you when you really look at it by all accounts. They had injuries. They worked through it. Are you buying the Cardinals as a uh, legitimate contender here in the final home stretch? They definitely can be the best team in the NFC, but we are going to see, presumably, this weekend, the first time Tyler back in that offense. And last year's, the way that team played, gives me some trepidation here because Kyler Murray dealt with an injury last year, came back, you know, was still a good quarterback, was not nearly as effective. And with that particular offense, when Kyler Murray is not operating at near 100%, it kind of falls apart. It goes from being one of the better offenses in the league to being one that's not even quite average. Now, that may not be the case here, but I still need to see it. You know, we, we don't also know how DeAndre Hopkins is going to look. He has missed some time. I believe his last game was, was like in October, so it's been quite a while since the two biggest stars in that offense have played together. So if we see that, if it looks good, then I think that's a valid conversation, but I want to see it first before I commit to that. Give me a Sunday night football uh, feeling here. Kansas City Chiefs hosting my Denver Broncos. I don't like how it looks, Jason, as a Broncos fan. I really don't. I think Kansas City is stepping on the gas. What do you see Sunday night? This is the two top teams supposedly in the AFC West, but is there a big gap there? I think there is, and that gap is much bigger than the actual standings suggest. Early in the season when the Chiefs are struggling, especially on defense, and then with turnovers from Patrick Mahomes. Now, it looked like a team that you know might rebound but wasn't really going to make a lot of noise. That still might ultimately be true, but the Chiefs have kind of figured out a lot of their issues. You know, That offense looks a lot closer to the offense that we expected from them this season. The defense it is still really bad, but it has improved. It has improved enough that with the offense no longer shooting itself in the foot, it does seem like that unit, is, or that team rather, is going to run away with the AFC West. I don't think that means that they're unbeatable. They certainly have a chance of losing against the Broncos. The Broncos still have a lot going for them, especially with, you know, that defense still kind of holding together despite some of the departures. You know, Von Miller's not there anymore. All those things, I know you're aware of them, but the Chiefs look like the Chiefs again, and it's hard to pick against them. Okay, tomorrow night, Jason, what do you say? Um, it's the Cowboys must win. It, it it feels that way because the Cowboys are on that bubble for me. I, I don't know. They lose to the Raiders. They, they've had some clunkers. The Saints aren't very good. They, they just aren't. What do you see tomorrow night? Well, both teams are getting a lot of really important players back. You know, C.D. Lamb is expected to play – Amari Cooper is not for sure going to play, but he came off the COVID list earlier today, at least puts him in position to return. And that's going to make that offense obviously much more effective. When you have star receivers like that, it's going to open up the passing game. That's 
all of what that offense is about. But the Saints look like they're going to get Alvin Kamara back, and we know how much he means to them. And the other factor, well, not necessarily a return, is there's a real chance that they make a quarterback change, go to Taysom Hill. Now, this has been reported that they're considering doing that. Sean Payton, the head coach, did not confirm that. But by even having the discussion, it is opening up the door to the offense looking very different. Now, it may not be more efficient, with Taysom Hill. We saw Taysom Hill play for extended periods last season, and while they're able to run the ball overall pretty well, the offense as a whole was not as effective. But you still have to stop that, right? We haven't seen that version of the Saints this season. And if they're sort of pulling it up for this big game on Thursday, where not there's no tape on it, but there's no tape from this season, that could offer a little bit of an element of surprise. So I think that could potentially work in the Saints' advantage. But again, this is a better Dallas Cowboys team that's returning more stars as the better quarterback by a sizable margin. That's the way I link. Jason Hershorn tonight, SBNation.com, NFL writer. Find him on Twitter. Give him a follow at by underscore JBH. Jason, always great to have you. Thanks for the time. Anytime. Appreciate it. Jason Hershorn live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Again, at by underscore JBH. NFL writer, uh, always good. Love the breakdown uh, here on the Nate Brown Show. Another vote for the Green Bay Packers as the number one team this week. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Is that uh, is that legitimate? I mean, the Green Bay Packers win one game over the Rams, and, and we crowd them. You're going to crowd them like Denny Green? <laughs> um, people are – we're totally disregarding the Cardinals, and I've been uh, a culprit of that. I've been a culprit of that. But we're just disregarding the Cardinals. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. And uh, – Why am I wondering about Tampa Bay? I'm just kind of wondering. The Buccaneers, I think, are okay. I think they're okay. And uh, I hate to break it to you, those Kansas City Chiefs feeling pretty good to me, looking pretty good. I mean, you you start thinking, are the Chiefs a top five team all of a sudden? I mean, I look how their defense is kind of playing now the last couple of weeks. Mahomes is going to be fine. I'm always scared of Mahomes. Always scared of Mahomes. But that's a couple of votes here from our NFL guys that we have on for the Packers as the number one team this week. It's just so uh, up and down this year in the NFL. I mean, there's nobody that just pops. Nobody really, really pops. Uh, Lister text coming in, 720-1067, the Barons-Wilson text line. Nate, the Packers are not number one. They lost to miserable Minnesota. Oh, hey, now, come on. It was a great win for the Vikings. Great win for the Vikings. Um, I want to get into the Rapid City Rush. Uh, We'll talk hockey, and then I've got a great writer on, National College football writer for Football Scoop. He is on. uh, He's plugged in at Notre Dame. Really, really plugged in. He's covered that program. John Bryce talking Brian Kelly and his departure there. He's been plugged in on a lot of the coaching changes. John Bryce, football scoop, he's on the way. Busy show on a Wednesday. The head coach of the Rush joining us from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Scott Burtz live next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Visit BlackHillsCulligan.com. That's BlackHillsCulligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight with lows around 49. Westerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. A blend of clouds and sun again tomorrow. Highs around 71. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows around 37. Mainly cloudy skies expected Friday with daytime highs approaching 45. 60 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 69. 454 Downtown Rapid City is my new place to hang out. Whether it's happy hour after work, date night with your wife, or meeting up with some buddies and watching the game, Poor 54 has it all. 54 taps with great beer from local and regional breweries, wine and hard seltzer, plus some awesome food. Poor 54 is the place. Watch the game in the sports area upstairs or drop by Wednesday nights for live music and wind down Wednesday. You gotta hit it. Poor 54 Downtown Rapid City. One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in, is really getting to know people. We get really involved with, with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank & Trust is local. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at BHOSC.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back to the Nate Brown Show. We're live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show from the biggest national names to the local sports newsmakers. We got you covered here weekdays 4 to 6. National College football writer John Bryce live. He was at the Notre Dame press conference yesterday with AD Jack Swarbrick. John Bryce getting the second question of the day from uh, Mr. Swarbrick. And now he's live here on the Nate Brown Show coming up. Talk to John Bryce, football scoop national writer. Let's go with a rush review on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, what do you mean? Okay, we do this on a Tuesday. No, the rush had a game Tuesday. I mean, they got to win. They got to win, and then we got to get them on the next day. Rush beat Kansas City last night, four to two, and uh, the rusher seven seven one and two as they get set for Tulsa. A couple of them coming up. Scott Burt's the head coach, the Rapid City Rush, and he's live here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, thanks for. Uh... Thanks for allowing me on for sure. Things are good. We're enjoying the day and 
in Tulsa today. Okay, so so uh, let's play this out here. You get the win last night over KC. You know, tell me about the last 24 hours then. So what do you do? You get on a bus, you, you midnight red-eye that thing, and uh, how has it been here? Yeah, we got on a bus. We hopped on a bus right after the game in uh, Kansas City last night and got into uh, Tulsa about 4 a.m. This morning, unpacked our stuff and then uh, right to the right to the uh, hotel to get some uh, shut eye. Okay, <laughs> you guys getting rested up. Um, let me ask you about last night's game. What was your uh, takeaway from it? Uh, you beat them four to two. They kind of got one back there when they went uh, when they pulled their goaltender. So it was three to two. It was kind of you know maybe a little dicey, but then you get one at the end. What was your takeaway last night of the effort? Well, in, in all honesty, I, I uh, you know, I go back to last Wednesday when we started our, our swing um, in, where did we start? In Wichita, and then we came and played in Kansas City on fr- uh, that Friday right after Thanksgiving. And, and to be honest, our, our guys our guys are pretty dialed in. Um, they had a pretty good comeback. We, we scored two in the third to tie it, and then we won in overtime. Uh, kind of gave our guys a little bit of boost. We went into... Uh, uh, Wichita and, and we didn't uh, we didn't win the Saturday, but we battled on the Sunday at three and three, especially with us being on the road um, and losing in a shootout. So I was pretty proud of the guys. Then we hopped on a bus right after that and went to Kansas City. Um, last night's game, I, I thought our guys were really dialed in and they they understood what we needed to do to win on the road. Uh, didn't need to be pretty. Um, at times, I did get heated a little bit, uh, not with my players. Um, but I also understood that uh, where we were last time we played them on Friday on how they, um, I would even say, they fell apart. So if our guys continued to, to grind them down, they would do the exact same thing. So we got out to a good start, one nothing there. Um, and then they got a controversial goal I wasn't really happy about when one of our players were down behind the net. Could it, uh, could it have been a call? Yeah, absolutely. Um didn't happen. Didn't go our way, but we still battled through it. And then uh, we got another one uh, just before the period end with uh, Logan Nelson. And then in the third period, there, Coda got one to make it three three one. The goal that they scored, there was a hit on the play that I didn't think was legal. I was pretty bitter on the whole situation, but at the end of the day, we uh, we came out, we battled out. Uh, Bales got the uh, the fourth goal, and we put it away. I'll tell you, Bayless, um, team leading nine goals. Team leading nine goals. Talk about his play. Well, he, he's that's what he's here for. Um, you know, he understands what he needs to do, and he puts a lot of pressure on himself to, to score goals. And, and we do. We have a lot of guys that have been stepping up. I know some guys started maybe not as hot as they wanted to in Shabbat and Wallen, and they're starting to pick their game up. And Coda's starting to score, and guys are starting to play defensively now. We've actually had to send one player home who was injured. Uh, we had to bring a player in uh, that was healthy in Rapid City. Uh, we also have another player, uh, actually two more players that got injured on this trip. So mm. we had some forwards playing D, and, and uh, like I said, our, our guys are battling. At the end of the day, as long as they continue to play structured, we're, uh, we're a pretty uh, good hockey team. Scott Bird on tonight from Tulsa. They have Tulsa Oilers coming up a couple, uh, one tomorrow. Uh, he joins us live on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Rush improved to 7-7-1-2. You feel like this road trip, I talked to you last time, you said, hey, sometimes this bring teams together. Is that is that what it feels like right now? 100%. 
It's exactly what it is. All we do is we play games, we get on the bus, we travel to the next city, uh, we get in the hotel, we're at the rink, we do our meetings, we play the game. And it kind of takes a lot of the outside uh, noise away, us being on the road, and, and it really does. It brings teams together. Um, guys have to, they're almost forced to, to hang out with each other on the bus and whatnot. So uh, we had a really nice meal um, that Todd Mackin and his family put together when we were in Kansas City for Thanksgiving for the team. And, you know, just to have everybody there together was a job right away. I, I always wanted it, and I always believe in a family atmosphere, and that's what this group is for sure. I like it. Um, another player for you, Logan Nelson, uh, point straight to five games. He's scoring, had an assist. Uh, he's playing well. Yep, he's uh, he's taking on that leadership role. That's why he wears an A, and that's why he's one of our captains. He he was a player when I talked to him uh, over the summer that wanted an opportunity to prove that he can still play. And, uh, you know, just like some of the other guys that we have on our team that maybe maybe coaches didn't think that they continued to play or could play or, or just didn't think they were a good fit with their teams. And I thought, you know what? You'll be a good fit with my team. And I remember Logan from back in my Western League days when I was in Spokane and he was in Victoria. So I, I wasn't familiar with him as a person, uh, but as a player I knew what he was all about. Um, and then, I mean, I look at it, he wanted to come in and improve, and, and that's what he's doing. He's taking on that lead. Owen. He's my number one setter that, that battles. He plays in all positions, and, and he's flourishing through that. So it's good to see. I'll tell you, the rush now on the road. They continue this road trip. They don't come home till, uh later next week. Okay, Tulsa, uh, you got him tomorrow. You got a couple coming up. What do you th- what do you think about where Tulsa's at right now? Well, we started the season against Tulsa. Uh, obviously, we got that win that the very first game of the season. And the second game, I thought we gave it away. We were in control with about, what, three, four minutes left in the game. We we made an uncharacteristic rookie mistake. Um, and that was just a learning learning mistake that guys understand what it was all about. We learned from it, and we moved on, and we gave them a game. So uh, they're, they're a hardworking team, similar to us. Uh, they're well coached with Rob Murray, who I've worked with before. Uh, he's won Kelly Cup championships, so uh, I know what uh, their team is all about. And, and for us, it's just to match the intensity and, and bring our own. It's we're not here for a, for a good time or a long time. We're just here to get in and get out, and, and that's what we're planning on doing. Rush improved to seven seven one and two, a win last night at Kansas City, and now Tulsa tomorrow. Scott Burt on tonight, head coach of the Rush. Coach, good luck to you. Thanks for joining us. Nate, thanks for having me. We'll see you. Uh, See you next week, bud. All right, appreciate that. It'll be fun to get the teddy bear toss going next week. Uh, it's a big night. So the rush on this uh, massive road trip, it's a long one. Started it before Thanksgiving. And uh, pretty good right now. Pretty good right now. The rush, 7-7-1-2. Seven, seven, a win last night, 42 over Kansas City. Tulsa, a couple coming up, the first of two tomorrow. Scott Bird on tonight, head coach of the rush, as they try keeping this thing rolling. All right, let's get into the drive at 5 on a Wednesday. Your sports, your show. So let's uh, get into this story. Um, One of the number one high school football programs in the country. One of the number one high school football programs in the country is being sued today. I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding why is this stuff still going on? We'll discuss and debate next. 
Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, guys, if you need a haircut, the one place I go every time is the Man Salon. And there's a reason for it. They just do the best job. You get a great haircut with your personal stylist. I can watch a game or whatever I want in my own station. Then I get shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all at a great price at the Man Salon. Two convenient locations for you at Rushmore Crossing and on West Main. The Man Salon offers a military discount for active and retired military. For your next appointment, just book at the Man Salon. Taco John's just made family fights over what to eat no longer a thing. No, really. Behold, the new family pack in a pound. Four savory soft-shell beef tacos, two huge beef meat and potato burritos, and a pound of crispy potato Olays for only 16 bucks. And just like that, everyone's satisfied. And all it took was an easy trip through the drive-thru. The new family pack in a pound. Taco John's. Bigger, bolder, better. Download our app for exclusive deals. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Banking at any time, any place, for anyone. That's what Highmark Credit Union is all about. Born in Rapid City 80 years ago, they're proud to bring a full range of consumer products and commercial lending services to thousands of area members. If you're looking for a place to bank where you're just not an account number, Highmark is the answer. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of their branches for more about better banking. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years' experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and eleven fifty AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome in. We're live on a Wednesday. You know that. The Nate Brown Show right now on the drive at 5 here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for being a part of the program. How's your day? Solid? 70. 70 December 1st. Book it. you got to take that to the bank. Take it to the bank. Um, welcome in. John Bryce coming up. National College football writer. Football scoop. John's really solid. He was at the Notre Dame press conference yesterday. He's plugged in on Notre Dame big time. He's got some connections there. We'll Talk to John Bryce about the Irish and more after the Brian Kelly fallout here. John Bryce coming up. Major League Baseball in bad shape right now. The lockout is on the way tonight. 
The players met with the owners for seven minutes today. The player reps and the owner reps met for seven minutes. And then uh, that was that. They had until midnight. I guess they wanted to go to the pizza ranch. <laughs> the buffets get ready tonight. It's a good one. Um, so we'll get into that straight ahead. I got a question of the day I want to throw out here. And maybe I'm in the dark on this. Maybe I'm in the dark. Let's, let's go to the story. Uh, modern day. Modern day. You know this program? Have you heard of this? Modern day. If you're a high school football uh, person, you kind of know this program or you, you've heard of it. It's out of California. And it's one of the top high school football programs in the country. We're talking state title after state title. And then they're on the national scene. They're the team. They play on ESPN. They play a lot of these national games, right? Um, Matt Leinert went there. Uh, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, the current quarterback for the the Crimson Tide. Bryce Young, he's he's a modern-day guy uh, just a couple of years ago. So modern-day football – has been coached by a guy for um, since 1989. Since 1989, uh, Bruce Rollinson, longtime head coach, developing a power program. Okay. Well, we got a situation today. We have a situation. Lawsuit has been filed by a former player. This was a kid who was on the team, and now his parents filing a lawsuit here of this player, this former player who was injured um, from a hazing incident. So so hazing allegations here at modern day, I mean a high-level uh, program. As a matter of fact, it was a hazing incident that led the Santa Ana Police Department out there to recommend to the district attorney's office that they should file felony battery charges against the other player in the hazing incident. So so here's the allegations. Here's the lawsuit from the former player and his folks. And uh, this is a massive one here. This is uh, the Catholic Diocese of Orange um, County there, Southern California. They're listed. Okay, modern day, a Catholic high school. And... Uh, this one here is going to get big attention. It's going to get a lot of attention because now the diocese, the school, dis- uh, the school, the whole thing, they're opening up a big look at all of the programs now at Modern Day, not just football. They're going to look at all of the programs, uh, the athletic programs of what is going on inside the programs. Because what, what this uh, developed from, let me just tell you, okay, This was allegedly a hazing incident called bodies, bodies, where a player gets punched in the stomach area, stomach torso area, not not supposed to be in the head, but you know how kids are. Uh, Yeah, it got a little out of control. And uh, so this kid ended up getting punched in the head, had a concussion, broken nose, uh, a mess, a mess. And so now his parents say, this is inexcusable. That Bruce Rollinson, the head coach at Modern Day since 1989, he's a, he doesn't know what's going on. The, this hazing ritual called bodies, where, where players are supposed to, oh yeah, just take turns getting punched in the, in the stomach and torso area. And I, I have a question here, and, and as I said, maybe I'm in the dark. How much is this going on? Do you guys know? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to my high school days. Um, I don't remember 
craziness like this. I mean, we were we were morons, I'm sure. Doofuses. I mean, kids are kids. I don't remember some of this wild stuff going on. This is a top-tier program, and we got some uh, some hazing uh, incidents and, and allegations here that, that look pretty rough. Is it just one time it got out of control and instead of punching the, you know, in the, in the torso and the stomach, it got out of control and then, then the fight broke out. And that's, that's what some people may say. Well, the other player, he was the one that punched him in the head and gave him the concussion of the broken nose. That shouldn't have went that way. It shouldn't have went that way. The head coach, Bruce Rollinson, you know what he said? He said he didn't know that this was going on. Quote, I've never even heard the word hazing used since 1989. We have no hazing in our program. Never have, never will. Hmm. Hmm. 32 years. 32 years, Bruce Rollinson, the head coach at Modern Day, and he said, haven't heard of it. Hadn't heard of this. Bodies haven't heard of anything. So I put this out there. And and forget Modern Day. Um, that, that's a high-level program. Does this go on in South Dakota? Hazing incidents. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be the violence um, that's alleged here. But how much hazing goes on, do you think? I just wanted to see if, okay, you guys have had, I don't have kids in high school programs right now. I don't, I, we, I've covered high school sports a long time. I don't have kids specifically in high school sports and specifically in football. I don't have that right now soon we'll have a high schooler sooner than I would like. Um, you know how that goes. How many high school football programs in South Dakota do you think have hazing going on in the program? How many? How many? Uh, listener text coming in, 720-1067. Nate, I bet you it's over 90% of South Dakota programs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Is that right? Again, it doesn't have to be violence. It doesn't have to be violence, but I just wonder, is there hazing going on? And by the way, the other question on this, should there be? When do we kind of get past the point of what is sports about? Team, unity, and, and well, you got to join the brotherhood. You know, there's, there's always an initiation here. There to, that, that, seems, that seems stuck. I, I've been on a lot of teams. I've been on, I've been on teams, and... Um, I don't, I don't think the hazing situation needs to happen. Do you? Do you? Listener text, hazing happens everywhere. Is that right? Is that right? Um, duct tape, impossible sit-ups. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. The, the, the deal is this. The deal is this. Is there in, innocent hazing going on in programs? And is there hazing that goes over the top? The modern-day bodies game where, where kids are taking turns punching each other in the stomachs? I'm going to take a rain check on that. That's eliminated. I mean, that should be a no-brainer. Am I, am I out to lunch? That should be a no-brainer. Guess what? Kids punching each other in the stomach and the torso. Gonna get, one of them's going to get a little upset. You know, and then stuff like this happens. Now modern day's got a big mess on their hands. They've got a big mess on their hands. Um, let's see. Listener text, sadly, with social media, the kids today can start things in an instant. Hazing in some form can be found in all of South Dakota high school sports. Even the band has some hazing. Hmm. 
Hmm. That's interesting. Um, let's go to the poll. Let's let's take a look. How many high school football programs in South Dakota do you think have hazing rituals? Wow. The audience isn't saying that. Uh, well, the social media audience. The social media audience on the Nate Brown Show right now. Here it is. How many football programs in South Dakota do you think have hazing going on? 76% say it's got to be less than half. 76% of you say less than half of the programs in South Dakota have the hazing. Um, 15% say it's 75% or higher in South Dakota that many of the programs have it. 8% say it's over half of the programs that have it. It's interesting. I wanted to break it down. Like, how much hazing is going on? And have you heard really bad stories of the hazing like you're seeing at uh, the modern-day situation? Modern-day California powerhouse program. Their hazing ritual left uh, one of their players with a concussion, a broken nose, bloodied, and now they got a lawsuit on their hands. And now a full-on investigation of the whole program, modern-day high school in uh, California. And I'm going to tell you, there's uh, a fine line, okay? As I said, I think there's some funny things going on, and everybody deals with it. Don't be a pansy, okay? And so maybe that's what it was back in my day. I don't remember, uh, you know, having to fight for uh, <laughs> my spot, okay? I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe I did some other stuff from the seniors that, that made you do stuff. It was kind of like you have to carry all the pads in every day. Like, I got to carry this guy. That, that type of stuff, I, I get it. I get it. Some of this stuff and uh, where it goes too far, is that happening still? Obviously. And I think you just got to have somebody who's going to be accountable in it. A coach has to create a culture where we're a team and, and we're not going to sit here and punch guys. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, let's go to this. Let's go to this. John Bryce, National College football writer, football scoop. He was at the Notre Dame press conference yesterday. What's John say about the next step for Notre Dame? And he's got a lot to say about the other coaching changes. John Bryce, national writer, live next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight with lows around 49. Westerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. A blend of clouds and sun again tomorrow. Highs around 71. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows around 37. Mainly cloudy skies expected Friday with daytime highs approaching 45. 60 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 62. 
The Rapid City Rush are back at the Monument. December 8th is for Rush versus Kansas City, presented by Rapid Wash. Then the holiday season starts early on December 10th with Elf Night, presented by Dakota Barricade. December 11th will be the annual Teddy Bear Toss, along with Rush Gives Back Night, presented by Black Hills Energy. Fans are encouraged to bring a stuffed animal to toss onto the ice when we score our first goal. Plus, all tickets for the game will be $25, and the Rush will donate $5 per ticket to local charities. Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Tickets to RapidCityRush.com. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. There can be no doubt, losing a loved one is always difficult. At O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home, we strive to meet your emotional needs with compassion, kindness, and understanding. The caring staff at O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home recognizes the importance of celebrating a life that was lived with dignity, respect, and professionalism. Serving local families in their special time of need for generations. O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home, Rapid City. Phone 343-0077 or visit osimeschmidt.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. We're rolling tonight. Thanks for being a part of it. The Drive at 5 on a Wednesday brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Carbine truly built around you. Find out how. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. And before you buy, you got to find the Summit difference, okay? Experience it for yourself. Stacy and Matt and the staff at Summit working hard to get quality pre-owned vehicles. From SUVs to trucks, the selection right there at SummitAutoGRP.com. The Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show packed tonight. Um, well, here's a guy. He's covered high school. He's covered college. He might know a little bit about this. I just told you about modern day high school under investigation here in a lawsuit slapped on him uh, about a hazing incident. Um, longtime coach there said he doesn't know anything about hazing going on. So I asked, how many high school football programs in South Dakota have hazing rituals, do you think? 73% of the audience says less than half these days. Wow. The text line is different. I'm getting response from you on the text line saying everybody has hazing. Hmm. There's different levels, by the way, which which does make a difference. Don't, don't kid yourself. Uh, John Bryce is in. National College football writer, footballscoop.com. He's been busy, I'll tell you. He's been all over these coaching uh, stories, all over them. John D. Bryce won on Twitter. John, thanks for coming on. How are you? 
I'm great, Nate. Always uh, enjoy our visits. Seems like a, a weekly ritual now, and I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate that. Um, what do you say about hazing? Did you see that story out of modern day? That's a power program. You know that. And, uh, you know, allegations there of a player getting a, a concussion, a broken nose, and now his family's filed a lawsuit here. Um, hazing in high school football. How much does it go on these days? I think it is. Do I have you? Did I lose you? I think I have you. I should be right here. Oh, there you, you go. I got you. I got you now. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. My apologies. Um, I think it's been greatly reduced, Nate. I don't think it's uh, remotely as prevalent as it was, but it is still um, an existing sort of uh, rite of passage, and you can debate the, the merit of that rite of passage. Certainly, it has a tendency to go too far in some instances. It's meant to be a uh, indoctrination and team bonding uh issue, but then it, it tends to spiral out of control. So um, I think it's been greatly reduced by high school coaches that I know and have talked to, um, and certainly it has continued to be reduced at the collegiate level as well. But look, this is something, hazing is, is still done in the NFL. Now you're, you're see, you'll see rookies who have to shave their heads in an odd way or who have to carry the veterans' bags when they go play exhibition games or any number of things. So it is still very much a part of football at all levels yeah it's interesting and and it feels like if the players take control of it sometimes that goes a little dicey sometimes it gets a little dicey and i don't i don't know i say there's different levels i mean i had to carry guys pads well, that's a lot different than having to get into a fist fight uh with somebody so it's 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 uh it's very interesting modern day a, a big time program now um, putting on a full investigation there. Just wanted your take on that. Let me jump into the biggest story. You were there. Um, Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. Did you see this coming, John? I can't say that I saw it coming for LSU. Um, I know that, that Brian Kelly had been approached multiple times about the USC job, and I told somebody the other day, um, if Brian Kelly was going to leave, surely it would be for L.A. Los Angeles and not L.A. Louisiana. Um, but but here we are. I know that he had grown frustrated, I think, with some elements on campus, some things that facilities-wise or amenities-wise for players that he didn't think were being addressed quickly enough. And just um, look, 12 years at Notre Dame is one of the longest runs in the entire history of that program. Um, it's a pressure cooker. I don't think it's the same pressure cooker that it was 30 years ago uh, when they were – pioneering their own TV deal and things like that. But it is still a very pressure cooker spotlight job, and folks tend to only do it for a very finite period of time. Yeah, John Bryce on footballscoop.com. Great work on this over the last uh, uh, week here, uh, National College Football Writer. So here's the big question, and, and I asked a guy at LSU yesterday. I said, okay, everybody said, what about the fit with Brian Kelly, the fit at LSU? So you're on that Notre Dame side. What do you think uh, the fit looks like down there for him? You know, I think it's going to be a little evolutionary for him, and he'll have to be willing to evolve and change some characteristics about him. And, and then here's one thing that I think is incredibly important, Nate. He's now at a public institution where everything is public record, like we just saw with his contract yesterday and all those details released. He's never had a full contract released 
at the University of Notre Dame because it's a private Catholic institution. They do not have to release those. They are not subject to freedom of information requests. Everything Brian Kelly does now, from his salary to his assistant salaries to his recruiting budget, it's all subject to open records. I think that that's significant. Um, I think that the things that he's going to have to deal with media-wise are also significant. And um, I just think that it's going to be a change, and he has to deal with that change very significantly. John Bryce on footballscoop.com here on the Nate Brown Show. I want to ask you, um, Notre Dame's had 10 or more wins the last five years. 10 or more wins the last five years. So some people think, well, now he's going to get all of the best of the best. He's going to have a top five recruiting class there potentially at Notre Dame again. Um, Now it's LSU. Is it going to be easier to win 10 games at LSU or at Notre Dame? Um, I think it's probably slightly easier at Notre Dame, depending on the structure of a conference schedule. Um, They played some really attractive, nice non-conference games in recent years, a couple of times against the University of Texas, home and away. Um, But also they played like a McNeese State and a Southeast Louisiana and, and things like that. Notre Dame absolutely refuses to ever play any FCS 1AA teams, Nate. So um, Notre Dame is among the nation's leaders this year and largest number of Power 5 wins. So um, their schedule is tough. They've benefited from Stanford and USC being way down. They play the five ACC teams every year. ACC not as tough as the SEC. I think um, you have an easier path to 10 wins at Notre Dame. You have a more accessible path to the college playoff with one or two losses in the SEC. Hey, John, how much momentum here is behind Marcus Freeman, young guy, defensive coordinator? Brian Kelly was on tape. I don't know when that was. It was quite a while ago. He said, Marcus Freeman's going to be the next head coach here. How much momentum behind that do you think uh, Jack Swarbrick, I guess, met with him today? Huge momentum behind that, um, Nate, and I would not at all be shocked to see that job go to Marcus Freeman in the next 12 to 24 hours. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. What are the best attributes about Freeman? What do we know about him? He's a really, really good defensive coach. But beyond that, Nate, um, he's one of the most authentic coaches in a business left um, with very few authentic people, in my opinion, especially at the highest levels. And so um, I had a Cincinnati area high school coach reach out to me today Um, about Marcus Freeman just to see what I was hearing and and to tell some stories about Marcus. And he recruited – Marcus recruited a kid at his school when Marcus was at Purdue five years ago. Marcus has stayed in touch with this coach ever since then, has had um, brainstorming sessions with this high school coach. He said, John, he has never once not answered a text from me no matter what time of the year. It might take him a few hours because he's busy, but I literally have never had a text go unanswered from him. So I think his authenticity really resonates. Um, He's very relatable to the players. He played at a major big-time program, obviously, in Ohio State. He got drafted. He's worked his way up through the coaching ranks. He's not had anything given to him. Um, And, again, I think he is a leader of men who really engenders a camaraderie among his people, and by the way, he's a hell of a recruiter and is the reason Notre Dame, he's one of the key reasons Notre Dame has a consensus top five class right now and already a consensus top three class for 2023. 
Would Marcus Freeman, if he gets that job, would he uh, would he be able to keep Tommy Reese, the former QB, uh, now offensive coordinator? I think as of today, Nate, all signs point to that being an, an element very much in Marcus Freeman's favor, that he would probably be able to keep Tommy Reese, that there's good alignment inside the building to see Marcus Freeman named the head coach, that they would there's a feeling that they would take what they have and it's obviously not broken, but that they would also be able to elevate it um, specifically on the recruiting trail and, and some things like that. Last one, I'll let you go. John Bryce on footballscoop.com. His site, uh, his work there. Lincoln Riley, USC. How long of a turnaround here? All of a sudden, he gets uh, one of the number one QBs. He, of course, was going to go to Oklahoma. Now, all of a sudden, uh, he's going to uh, USC. How quick of a turnaround there can he get it done? Uh, it's super quick, Nate. I think I've said on your show before that, to me, it was arguably the most attractive job out there because of the immediacy available for a turnaround. I think USC, um, if they close strongly in recruiting, hold together uh, some talent and make some smart moves, I think USC can be a playoff contender at the latest by 2023. And there's a scenario, depending on how things go, that they could be a playoff contender next season. Wow, John Bryce, footballscoop.com, college football writer. He's been busy. He's got to go to a dinner with Marcus Freeman. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, everybody, okay? Um, John D. Bryce won. Follow him there. John, always good, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're the man, Nate. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate your time. Oh, that's great stuff. Great stuff from John. He's worked the phones. He's worked the deals. He just told you. He just told you on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Are you hanging with me tonight? He just told you the next head coach at Notre Dame, I believe. I mean, he just said, you know, I don't talk to John like, hey, I'm going to ask you this. I'm not going to ask you that. I'm going to ask you again. We just shoot it around. And he just told us, the defensive coordinator, this this young guy, great personable guy, great leader, uh, the defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, he just told you next 12 to 24 hours, you might be able to uh, see him as the next head coach. Well, well, John's been in the game a long time. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Notre Dame trying to move fast. Uh, you would think. You would think, right? Because Brian Kelly's like, hey, I want Tommy Reese, my OC. I want Marcus Freeman, my defensive coordinator down at LSU. I, I want those guys to come with me. They helped me build this thing here. Um, hold the phone. Hold the phone. By the way, John Bryce didn't deny that he was uh, getting ready to go to dinner there with Marcus. <laughs> That's a joke. It's a joke, everybody. But uh, that could be that that could be massive there. Um, I'll tell you, we'll, we'll be careful with it on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Yeah, look at that. We might have just uh, we might have just had the inside track. That's uh, what John thinks. He wouldn't be surprised at all. Marcus Freeman, a lot of momentum, he said. A lot of momentum. The defensive coordinator could be the next head coach at Notre Dame because then people have been throwing around, hey, what about these other head coaches, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati and the whole thing? Um, they might just have their guy right there. It was reported earlier today that Jack Swarbrick, the AD at Notre Dame, skipped the, the part of the college football playoff committee meeting uh, to meet with Marcus Freeman today, okay? So that that is that's that's one thing. So we'll see where that goes. Speaking of the college football playoff committee, 
Do you want to know what uh, they decided today? I'll tell you. You know, this is the college football playoff committee, not the ones that vote in the teams. This is the expansion committee. Jack Schwarbrick's on it at Notre Dame and others. What did they decide today about going from four teams to what? That's next. The Nate Brown Show. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pier, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Purchase your dream vehicle now and wait until next year to make a payment? With Black Hills Federal Credit Union's 90-day no-pay special, it's possible. Through December 31st, make no payment for the first 90 days, plus cash in on low vehicle rates. Ask your dealer about BHFCU financing or get pre-approved today. Apply at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. Offer subject to approval. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and NCUA-insured. Looking for a great place for a pregame meal that really satisfies? Or maybe you want a place to take your all-star after the game. Or you're looking for a place to enjoy a delicious meal while watching your favorite team on the big screen TV. Valley Sports Bar and Grill has all the bases covered for all those things and more. Top-notch, friendly, and attentive service. Wall-to-wall big screen TVs with all the big games. And the absolute best wings in Rapid City. Valley Sports Bar. Make it your place. 1865 Valley Drive. Rapid City. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get. And their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early, stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. And depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th. Runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbarapidcity.com, set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in. Thanks for being a part of the program. Hope you're having a solid day, a solid week. 
the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Remember to catch the podcast if you miss some of the show live. We talked Dan Swartos. A lot of interesting stuff on in the high school football situation here in South Dakota. Some other teams looking at, well, maybe we should move a team up to the big school class. Oh, not so fast. Let's keep it the way it is. And um, Will we go to two nine-man classes? Dan Swartos says it looks like it. It looks like we're going to go from three nine-man to two nine-man classes. Catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. It'll be up there tonight where you download your podcasts, okay? All right. Um, update on the question of the day. Update on the question of the day. If we see the Major League Baseball lockout, which is going to happen tonight, if we see the Major League Baseball lockout go into the start of the season, what's your take on that story? People won't miss it, or it's really bad for the sport. Well, we got a tie, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I've seen ties in our uh, Twitter polls. We don't, we don't hardly see ties. We're right at the 50% mark on both sides. Isn't that interesting? I, I would disagree that, that uh, people won't miss it. A sport getting on a negative track is hard to come back when it's already behind some of the heavy hitters. A sport getting in the negative media cycle is hard to get on the positive cycle. Baseball has a tough enough time as it is. And now we're going to be talking about rich guys and rich players arguing? Good luck. I, I think it's really bad for the sport if they don't get this done. Now, they got they got months here. They got months, but the lockout going to happen tonight. They only met for seven minutes. So 50% say people aren't going to miss it. It's going to be off the radar. 50% say it's going to be really bad for the sport. Nate Brown show question of the day. Uh, if we see the Major League Baseball lockout going to the start of the season, what's the real story? It is bad, bad, bad. Really bad. Um, speaking of bad, just a quick hitter here. Quick hitter. The College Football Playoff Expansion Committee met today. It's made up of commissioners, athletic directors, okay, conference commissioners. They're all discussing what to do with the college football playoff. Expand? What, what should we do? Well, they're going to expand, and they met today. They wanted to find out. They wanted to decide here fairly quickly. They want to try and get this on track. What are they going to do? They can't decide. (laughs) They still can't decide. The College Football Playoff Expansion Committee met today. Their biggest questions are, do we go to 8 or do we go to 12? They're having a really tough time because some people say, well, eight, but then you're going to have automatic qualifiers. Are you going to have the Power Five champions be the automatic qualifiers and then pick at large? Some people don't like that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? Power Five champions are five automatic qualifiers. Why is that a big problem? I mean, they, you know, people every which way have their own vested interest. I understand Craig Thompson, Mountain West, is saying, hey, we want to get in that mix too. It only leaves three spots then if we have only eight teams. I believe when you go to the expansion, and, and again, they met today, they can't decide on eight or 12. They've met prior times before. They can't decide on eight or 12. And now they're hung up on 
should the Power Five get automatic qualifying berths? Yes. Start there. Start there. Power Five champion. Conference championships mean something. It matters for the playoff. I think those conferences are good enough as they go. They get a spot. End of story. And then, you okay, do we want three at large? Or are we going to have up to the 12 number? Okay. I think 12 is too many. I think eight is fine. I was stuck on six earlier, and I said, give me a little more wiggle room. I'm okay with it as long as I can get some buys there for some of the top seeds. Eight's the number. Automatic qualifiers from the Power Five conferences is the other number. Get that done there. And I think it's not that hard. Then figure out, are you going to do it bowl games? How are you going to do it? My goodness. You have a meeting to schedule another meeting. <laughs> you have a two-hour meeting to schedule. Hey, let's, let's talk about if we're going to go to 8 and 12 next time, too. See you here. They met today. They decide nothing. Okay, how much did Oklahoma Sooners, their border regents, vote to pay Bob Stoops to come back? You know, Lincoln Riley bails for USC. How much did Oklahoma decide today that they're going to pay Bob Stoops? He's stepping in, kind of filling the seat, warming the seat, and he's going to coach that bowl game. Oh, boy, Bobby, Bob Stoops. We'll get that. Who's hot and who's not on the way. First, inside sports medicine. We go there with Lou Papendick next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. And 200, 200, a quarter, 200, 200, 275, now three. Hi, folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. We can turn your property to cash. We can sell your personal property and your real estate at auction. A family business for 64 years and counting. We've sold several millions of dollars in property over the years. We're happy to consult with you on your auction plans. Let our selling experience work for you. Call McPherson Auction, 605-348-1369. Visit us on our web at mcphersonauction.com. 
In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Man, breaking news tonight on a Wednesday. I, never, I don't know what's going to happen on this show every night. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, here's what I say. We plan for everything. We script nothing. Oh, see? And then things fly, man. We just fly. Notre Dame, yeah, we're hearing... We're hearing from a, a football college writer, John Bryce, a great guy. He's plugged in. He says, you could look next 12 to 24 hours, Notre Dame hiring their own defensive coordinator, the young guy, Marcus Freeman, to replace Brian Kelly. We shall see. Let's keep an eye on that. This is big stuff tonight. Um, let's go inside sports medicine on a Wednesday. Inside sports medicine with the expert team, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. You know that, bhosc.com, where you can find them online. And, of course, right here in the Black Hills since 1976. And uh, one of the leaders, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Lou Papendick, joins us on the Nate Brown Show. Lou, always good to have you. How are you? Nate, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for for having me on tonight. And how about those Golden Domers, huh? I like it. I like it. We (laughs) shall see. I might have broken some big news, Lou, but um, we shall see how it turns out. Now... I, I, I got this. You and I were texting here, and, and this is something, speaking of, of some news, you've got some new things you're doing out there at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, which we'll get to. Let's start with the topic, athletic arthritis. Athletic arthritis. You tell me what that all means. Yes, thanks, Nate. Certainly we are seeing uh, in today's youth and young adults and even middle-aged adults, you know, there's a lot more athletic activity, a lot more athletic injuries, and especially injuries to the knee, which does oftentimes lead to post-traumatic arthritis 10, 20, sometimes 30 years down the road after that injury. Say somebody has an ACL tear, tears up their knee, there's some serious trauma to the knee, they might tear cartilage. Well, that knee most likely will develop arthritis prematurely, and we are starting to see a lot more of that type of arthritis. Wow. And actually, you look at, like, the Academy of Orthopedic Surgery, they are predicting increased numbers of knee replacements due to post-traumatic arthritis over the next 20 to 30 years, and we certainly see that trend. Wow. I did not know it. I did not know that was a factor. Um, you guys have some new things going on out there, and I wonder if people know all about this. Speaking of uh, cutting edge, robotic assistance at Black Hills yeah. Ortho? Explain this. Yes, how about that? Yeah, so robotic-assisted total knee and total hip replacements have – that technology has started happening, 
And we've evaluated it for the last three years, trying to see and determine, is it really something that's going to help our patients? And after doing our research, we came up and decided that, yes, indeed, we see a benefit. We think accuracy of doing the joint replacements is going to be improved. Hopefully, that will lead to longer life of that joint replacement. On average, joint replacements can last 10 to 15 years. Hopefully, this will help and extend that life of the total joint, hopefully 20-plus years. But time will tell. Wow. But robotic-assisted knees definitely is here, and we are happy to bring that technology to Black Hills Orthopedics, Black Hills Surgical Hospital, and our region. And after doing... You know, doing those three years of due diligence, we looked at all the different companies that um, that have this technology, and we chose Stryker with their Mako robotic platform. It's been on the market longer than all the rest. They beat everybody to the punch as far as this design and have patents, and we felt that they have the superior technology. Dr. Lou Papendick, Inside Sports Medicine, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. This intrigues me, and it's it's a comprehensive effort. I mean, you call it robotic assistance. So explain yeah. it a little bit, a little bit. Great. Yeah, thanks for asking that, because some people think, oh, a robot is going to do my knee replacement, <laughs> right, which right. just doesn't happen. But here's what the Mako robotic technology does. If we think about knee replacement, we are replacing the surfaces of the joint. We're just taking thin slices of bone. We don't take big segments of the bone out, but it's resurfacing both on the femur and the tibia and, and the back of the kneecap, and we're taking wafer-thin slices of bone. The standard way that's been done my entire career up until this, we would connect mechanical jigs, and we would then saw the bone in this way. And actually, it did fine, right, and the technology has been good. But essentially, we were taking the average of each individual. We're taking the average of the population to make these bone cuts. So it wasn't designed perfect for your knee or my knee, mm. but it was an average. Well, with Mako Robotics, we do a CT scan of that leg. We get exact anatomy. We know their exact mechanical and anatomic axis of motion. And then with this CT scan and marrying it to the robot in the operating room, we can then calculate a plan that is precise for each individual's knee. So when we make bone cuts with the aid of the robot instead of the jigs, this is all programmed in. We are balancing the ligament structures, and when we put the knee components in after making the cuts, it's as accurate as can be possible to that individual person's knee. Amazing. And now that we've been doing it for probably doing the procedure for three to four months, we've done over 300 joint replacements with that. We are seeing early, you know, six, eight-week results. Patients are happy, and they think this is better than if they've had a knee on the other side, they're oftentimes saying this is better. Well, you know, the proof will be in the pudding long-term, but certainly early results are very promising, and we're happy about it. Inside Sports Medicine, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, it's outstanding. Uh, Dr. Lou Papendick on tonight.
Lou, great stuff, great work. Appreciate you shedding a light on it, as always. Nate, thank you so much for the opportunity. You take care and have a great holiday season. All right, you do the same. That's Dr. Lou Papendick, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, inside sports medicine here on the Nate Brown Show. Find them online. Learn more there, bhosc.com, where you can start. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, helping you stay in the game, whatever stage of life you're in. All right. That's interesting. Really interesting. Who's hot and who's not? Let's wrap it up on a Wednesday. Let's go strong here. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Pizza Ranch tonight is kids night. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesday. It's dinner time. Let's send you there. Who's hot category goes to high school sports athletes in the new survey that was just done. Aspen Sports surveyed thousands of high school kids. They asked them, what's the number one reason you play high school sports? What do you think it is? I think a lot of people would say, oh, it's only for scholarships. It's, it's only 81% of high school students surveyed say they play high school sports. Still, number one reason, for fun. For fun. I like it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, it's got to be the Oklahoma Board of Regents, doesn't it? Come on. I know it's not just one game. He's stepping in to do certain things there at Oklahoma but Bob Stoops, former Sooners coach, comes back to OU now that Lincoln Riley left. He's got one game to coach. And I know he's helping with recruiting. I don't know how much. Oklahoma's Board of Regents voted today to pay Bob Stoops <laughs> to coach that one Oklahoma Bowl game and do his other duties over the next few weeks. $325,000. <laughs> Bob Stoops is making 325k for the holidays. Merry Christmas, Bob. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Back tomorrow with a great show. Coach Stigelmeyer on tomorrow. Jack Rabbits, Lee Sterling with his weekend football picks and more. See you back here at four on the Nate Brown Show. The Odd Couple right now.